Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders. Was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes. Welcome back to the show where we share stories and memories of the music that has shaped our lives. What is going on, Talk Tuners? This is Stephanie Pena. Hello, I'm Stephanie Myers. You know, I hope you had a good Halloween. Got freaky about it. Now we're in November. So, um, you know, time is flying, you know, tell me what's up. What what have you been, what have you been up to? You watching anything good? I know we're both big Bowie fans and, uh, yes, you know, we have documented our love of David Bowie here on the show. Uh, and I was wanting to talk about the 2022 documentary moon age daydream, which I, yeah, I really enjoyed the uh, director is Brett Morgan. I saw him do a Q&A to talk about it um, when it came out, and it's really, really cool. It's now available on streaming for folks who do want to see it. But, Penny, I think you'd really enjoy it. It's very mm-hmm. serial. It's deliberately not linear like a documentary. Okay. It's meant to feel more like a memory or a dream, um, just in terms of the curation and the historical sure. clips, the story that those clips tell interwoven with yeah i mean primary material from david with uh the music with all of it um but i really enjoyed it i know there's it's interesting because i'm in a couple um like bowie fan groups on facebook and elsewhere Mm -hmm. and people are very divided about it i've noticed Uh, okay fans are a little divided about how they feel um i really enjoyed it and i think it's because i knew going in what it what it is right and it's not meant to tell Mm -hmm. a linear story it's meant to kind of be a sense memory so mm-hmm. I would highly mm-hmm. recommend it, but I thought that uh, you would enjoy it. And I think our talk tuners who are fans of Bowie would really enjoy it too. Yeah. And then it's interesting that, of course, it's, you, know, you said it's not linear. So, I mean, David Bowie wasn't linear either. So it makes sense that there is a documentary that is um, like a little avant-garde kind of stream of consciousness type kind of the feel that I'm getting that, yeah. uh, that you're feeling. Yeah. It's very That's much awesome. that type of feel. And I really, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. Um, and it's visually just dazzling. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely gorgeous. And yeah, I just really, really enjoyed it. So um, awesome. folks haven't checked that one out. I'd highly recommend it. It's a big fave of mine. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, you got me thinking about when I went to the Bowie exhibit. And I know you've been as well. Um, <laughs> that, so that experience was excellent. Well, we can have a whole conversation about that elsewhere. But let's get on what we're talking today, people. Today is a very important band. We are talking about the one, the only, the Pixies and their masterpiece, Where Is My Mind? Stop.
Gotta love the Pixies, always. And, you know, Talk Tuners, it all begins and ends with Frank. It's Charles Michael Kittredge Thompson IV is the frontman. Of <laughs> also the, known as Frank. Yeah, also known as Frank. He's the frontman <laughs> of the alternative rock band Pixies. Performs under the stage name Black Francis, as folks may know. And following the band's breakup in 93, he embarked on a solo career under the name Frank Black. So that takes you a little bit on that journey of nomenclature, as it were. He's known him as Frank Black. Like, yeah, he's him. gone back and forth for sure over the years. And then when the Pixies broke up in 1993, he formed a new band, Frank Black and the Catholics. And mm-hmm. then he readopted the name Black Francis in 2007. As I think I've said, like I do... Mm personally refer to him mostly as frank although other fans do other things but yeah. uh yeah i love these guys and i'm really happy we're talking about them today and got a lot to say about them yeah yeah no it's always been frank black to me that's interesting right on and they're out of boston that's something that i learned when i was doing research so hey yeah yeah they're out of boston and back until uh 2013 the band consisted of frank Joey Santiago, Kim Deal, David Levering. And they disbanded acrimoniously in 1993, but reunited in 2004. And after Kim left in 2013, um, the Pixies hired Kim Shattuck as touring bassist, and she was replaced later that year by Paz Lenchanton, who became a permanent member in 2016. So just like a lot of the bands. Yeah, a lot of the bands we talk about on here, they went through these lineup changes, for sure. But really... I mean, I can't overstress their iconicness, I think. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to for me. And they're associated with the 1990s alternative rock boom. They draw on these elements, including punk rock, surf rock. Their music's known for the dynamic, uh, loud, quiet, loud shifts and song structures. And um, Frank is, of course, the Pixies' primary songwriter. He's got surreal lyrics, cover subject, extraterrestrials, incest, biblical violence, they got a sound that has influenced just every act you can think of, but Nirvana, Radiohead, Smashing Pumpkins, Weezer, just a huge influence across yeah. the board um, on so many bands. And I think you had you had known this stuff. I think you and I had discussed this, that Kurt Cobain has named Surfer Rosa his favorite album of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and he employed uh, producer Steve Albini to produce uh, Nirvana's Nevermind follow-up in utero. And I think that's so cool. He told Rolling Stone that when he's writing Smells Like Teen Spirit, that Kurt said he's, quote, basically trying to rip off the Pixies. So that just, you know, shows that the different hands and the different pots the Pixies have had themselves in. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, like, you know, Whereas My Mind came out in 88? And, you know, it's interesting you say that. So this is a band, actually, y'all, that none of their songs ever hit Billboard Hot 100. Right on. And I did not actually, I found them later in life because in my twenties and I was listening or, you know, in my formative years, everything I got was from MTV and I'm sorry, sometimes I wasn't up late and see 120 minutes and see and catch a Pixies, Pixies video. Yeah. I had to go to school. Anyway, <laughs> but a different time back then, right? But this was, you did not hear Pixies on mainstream radio. Yeah. So this is definitely for those folks, and you know, for a while, I mean, they've been a cult-like band. So uh, maybe some listeners today um, are familiar with the song because they've heard it in different areas. Um, we'll get more into that later, but um, it's interesting that they are. This is a this is a cult band. Period. At the end of the day, 
because they didn't hit me. You know, they weren't on the charts. They weren't, um, yeah, they just weren't. So that's, it's awesome that they're that influential. I love it. Right. That level of influence. And then quick style note, talk tuners, as you hear us just talking about uh, the band itself, just noting that apparently it's currently, quote, Pixies, not the Pixies, just like Eagles is not the Eagles. <laughs> that's all technicality, right? But I'm just going to say here, yeah. right? This is a debate that's even entered Slate's style guide. They have a whole article that's just about, hey, when did it turn from the Pixies to Pixies? Because it did, right? Because oh it's on their different liner notes, different ways. And I love this kind of nerdy style guide stuff, talk tuners. So I love when my comm skills kind of intersect with musical areas like this. So just to say, you'll probably hear us use the the article interchangeably throughout this episode. It's important to note they have uh, used the different styling of their name at different times. So we're not being arbitrary, but that's just a, a note, talk tuners. We're aware of it and we're going to talk about it. Um, on that note, I found something that's pretty funny. So there's a lot of viral stuff out there when it comes to the Pixies. And yeah. there is this YouTube channel um, from a producer, I guess, or whatever. I don't even know what the proper word is, but it's called Insane Cherry. And Insane Cherry does a lot of different uh, songs and does a remix of them that the songs are sung by animals. Do you know what I'm talking about, Steph? Yeah, this, if you have it, I, I checked this out, though. It's a bunch of dogs. So they have they have a video of Where's My Mind, and it's a bunch of different dogs. I couldn't get through it, man. I just couldn't get through it. But it's like barks. It's it's weird, y'all. It's weird. Go to YouTube. Look up Insane Cherry. Hell yeah, girl. There's some weird-ass shit. And it, so I'm, I'm looking through their catalog, right? They have animal singing, sepulturas, roots, bloody roots. Yo, I'm not trying to hear a metal song, you know, one of one of the best metal songs ever fucking written and performed, <laughs> sung by animals. So anyway, right. Insane Cherry went there, and um, I would love it if you would listen to it, Stephanie, tell me how you feel, because I mean, within the first 30 seconds, I was like, I can't handle this. It was just high-pitched chihuahua, barking, and like, I just can't, I just can't. But anyway, I had to throw that in there. I mean, it's wild. It's wild. <laughs> I love it, but it shows, right? It shows like, oh man, their pop culture influence is literally yeah. everywhere, like yeah. whether or not people realize it. And to me, that's the biggest example yeah. of that. That's the biggest example yeah. of that. I just think about yeah, all yeah. the different places they show up. Yeah, yeah. And then as we go further along, I have some other, they get a lot of viral stuff out there anyway, but let's start yeah. talking about this song. This song is a masterpiece. Yeah. And you know, before we get into anything about the song where is my mind specifically talk tuners uh i was going to note business insider wrote an article about this song in june of this year in 2023 mm. and that's so interesting to me because this song was released in 1988 and the fact that a business publication went to the trouble of writing an article about this song to me just shows how ubiquitous this song is and the article went on to say it's been licensed nearly a hundred times. It appears in everything from Apple commercials to dystopian TV shows. So just showing wow. the absolute reach of this, right? Um, for folks who just might not be familiar. It's just like, no, literally they are everywhere. They're absolutely everywhere. Why did Business Insider write about this? Like I'm just sitting, I'm sitting here confused, talk tuners. I don't know what the hell is happening. That's wild yeah. to me. Yeah, because it's been licensed so often, so relatively yeah. recently. And to me, it's like, oh, yeah. man, they like 
they really knew how to get into that cultural zeitgeist, um, which just yeah. to me, it's like, oh, that proves their songwriting and they're just so great. They're oh, just absolutely. So great. That's cool. Um, but yes, this is from the Pixies debut album, Surfer Rosa. And the Business Insider article goes on to say that it's like, oh, this remains the antithesis of most top 40 hits. It's written by a bunch of, quote, alt-rock weirdos experimenting with psych guitar pop, dynamic, <laughs> loud, quiet shifts, and no real commercial ambition. I thought that was a great description. Um, it also mentioned, yeah, yeah. It also mentioned that producer Steve Albini added reverb to Kim's voice, which already had that kind of uh, instrumental sustain. And then he'd said, I wanted, made it, I wanted to make that a structural element of the song as opposed to just decoration, which I love that kind of mm. nerdy stuff to just delve in to be like, what was the artistic vision? Mm. That's so cool. And um, the song's been covered by everyone from Kings of Leon to James Blunt. So yeah, not only has yeah. been licensed everywhere, but it's been covered by everybody. And the funniest part to me or something I can't get over is it's a song that's apparently inspired by snorkeling. Yeah. 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 And Frank Black was uh, swimming in the Caribbean. He had his feet in the air and head on the ground, just like in the song. And the music came later. It was finished with encouragement from his now ex-wife. And he once told IGN.com that she, quote, poked her head out of the bathroom and said, that's a good one. Finish that one. So it's like, oh, man, kismet. It all comes well, together. Yeah, it man. And we'll together. see. That is fucking wild. And then to piggyback off, you know, when I was doing my research, I found a Rolling Stone article. Um, it's a Reader's Pro article from October 2013, and it lists the top 10 Pixie songs. And it turns out that the, you know, this song, the right you guys just heard it a couple minutes ago um that is actually those those background vocals were recorded in the bathroom to get the echo sound oh wow yeah so for the studio and i mean now they, they do this live all the time so anyway that's pretty dope i like that i absolutely love it and you know just the way that this song starts because it tells you to stop like the yeah. way it starts yeah it's just captivating I, this is one of those songs where I literally, when I hear it, I'm like, stop. Oh, yeah, I'm going to stop. I'm going to pause whatever the hell I'm doing, and I'm going to wait for it. Yeah, Here wait comes for the it. build. It's amazing. This song is so amazing. I guess it's, it's so unique. And I will say that I am very, very, very happy that, uh, you know, we talked about Fight Club when it came to Meatloaf in our Meatloaf uh, episode because, you know, Meatloaf did a, was in the, was in the movie. Excuse me. I could talk today. Yeah, he was in the movie. Well, the song is actually a Fight Club as well. And it, uh, it's a scene where Ed Norton is with, uh, she has three names, Christy. <laughs> But her name is, uh, my God, Helena, excuse me, Helena Bonham Carter. And it's pretty amazing. She's so cool. I love her. She is cool. Absolutely. She's super cool. And with this particular scene, um, they're just basically watching the world blow up. They're, they're standing in a condo and basically just having come to terms and been like, hey, I'm a wacko. <laughs> That's what Ed Norton's saying. You met me at a very strange time in my life. Yes. And then they hold hands and cue this song comes up, and then all of a sudden, towers are blowing up. I mean, there's it's wild. It was the end of the world. It's so nuts. I mean, I, I get, yeah, I can't really put that into words, like how cool it is. There really isn't any. Um, it's just, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. Yeah, I'm a huge, huge fan. But yes, that placement to me, mm -hmm. I can't, 
I can't uh, separate it, right? I can't separate it out mentally from like seeing it in that space. Like it's so connected for me. It's yeah. just, you know, feels like, feels very intentional, feels like Kismet. Yeah, and honestly, that was the first time I heard the song. So this uh, Fight Club came out in 99, and that's the first time I heard a song. But I started to, as I mentioned, I started, you know, looking into them more in my 20s. So that's pretty awesome. And, you know, just to talk about one more thing from this particular article, because it lists the top 10. So top 10 Pixie songs. Whereas my mind came in at number two. Number one was actually Hey. So Hey, hey supposedly. Yeah, and I thought that was pretty interesting, because I would think that this would be the It song. It's actually Hey. And check it out, Steph. Something I learned. Back in 05, again, going viral, these two ladies decided to do a viral uh, video. And it's a campy, funny, uh, you know, video and about hey, and it was shown. It's been viewed at this time in 2013 over 33 million times. Oh my god! It's just a video of them doing dancing around and singing the song. And honestly, I can't. I tried to watch it. I, I got like a minute into it, and I was annoyed. But back in '05, this was the thing. Um, <laughs> I don't think it would be big on TikTok nowadays. But uh, but yeah, man, that's not. That's right. I mean, yeah, that check it out, y'all. So go to YouTube, look up Hey. There's two young ladies that are just doing a, a fun, you know, trying to be funny, singing the song. I don't like it, but maybe apparently 33 million people do. I didn't like it. But, to yeah. me, yeah, it just shows again, right? How pixies are everywhere. There's just no escaping them. I mean, you wake up one rando day and be like, hey, man, we're just going to do this funny video on Hey. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think about, yeah, right? It's like all these spots where they're just showing up uh, that you don't expect them. But it's like, that is really, to me, showing how influential they are. And I remember, too, uh, when Bloodhound Gang came out with Fire, Water, Burn. And there's Mm -hmm. basically like a whole verse that is (laughs) dedicated to, I mean, it's an homage to the Pixies. The lyrics are, um, uh, quote, I'm not black like Barry White. No, I am white like Frank Black is. So, so, and then if man is five and the devil is six, then that must make me seven. This honky's gone to heaven. So direct reference to Frank Black and direct reference to the Pixies monkey gone to heaven, of course. So, which is, oh my God, I love that song too so much. It's such a good song, right? It's just like, oh man, like shows all these different spots where they're showing up. So I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah, no, that's funny. Bloodhound Gang, man. That's another <laughs> group that just cracks me up. Their lyrics are hilarious. So funny. Anyway, we do a side tote. Man, Bloodhound Gang. Okay, cool. Now I know what I'm listening to after we record. <laughs> Maybe having a bad day. Just put on Bloodhound Gang. They'll make you laugh. It's true. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Well, you saw them not too long ago, stuff, right? Yeah, I finally got to see the Pixies at Hollywood Bowl this summer, which was so, so cool. It was, ah, it was so awesome. I had waited so long to see them. Um, they had Cat Power and Modest Mouse opening for them, which is such a great Ooh. bill, like the three of them all together. And yeah. uh, Pixies were just incredible. People were dancing in the aisles. They're so tight live as a band. They're just, man, mm-hmm. people were just, sometimes, you know, I know we've described it on the show here, Stephanie, but I know sometimes it's like, oh man, we're present for something where it's like, we're witnessing something that's greater than the sum of its parts, right? Yes. Like, in just in terms of like, oh man, like I'm really here for this. So to me, that's definitely what it was at Hollywood Bowl that day. And um, 
And I always say you're going to witness some concerts in your life or some live art in general, whether that's music shows, comedy shows, whatever, where it just seems everything just seems bigger than the sum of their parts. So that's kind of what it felt like for me that night. Uh, they played all their hits plus more. Of course, they played Where's My Mind, played Monkey Gone to yeah. Heaven, played Debaser, which is probably my favorite, and then just a ton more. And people were losing their minds out of happiness there in the Hollywood Bowl that night. And so very um, grateful to be there for that. That's awesome. Was it a sold out show? It was. Yeah. Yeah. So I was really happy that uh, we got tickets early on because it was like, okay, well, <laughs> there, yeah, not yeah, a seat yeah. in the house. Not a seat in the house. No, they're a big deal. They're a complete big deal. And they took over Austin back in March of 2014. That's when I saw them um, at now the um, defunct Austin Music Hall. May it rest in oh, peace. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and this was the newer one too. Anyway, side tangent, but yeah, this was the second Austin musical, um, and they played an amazing set. And I went back to my trustworthy set list to just see what the actual um, you know set was all about. Of course, they played "Where Is My Mind," but I found out that they played thirty-three songs. Oh damn, that's a long ass show. But I remember though when I went to go see them, you know. It was sold out, absolutely, but it was a reunion for me. It was a lot of friends that um, I was working with, that, you know, or, um, it, friends from San Antonio, friends from Austin. People were coming. I mean, this was a big deal. So it was a, for me, um, it was a lot of catching up as well, then, you know, uh, socializing and also listening to the Pixies. And I'm like, yeah, it was a long-ass show. That's crazy. 33 songs. That's wild to me. Man. That's completely nuts. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, Pixies forever, man. They bring it, and they're still touring. So obviously, they're still touring. You saw them not too long ago, but I think yeah. they're also putting on new music. Yeah, yeah, and I'm looking forward to that. I just I so appreciate when bands come back together with kind of a um, like a deeper excitement, ready yeah. to continue where they left off. Um, saw the darkness a couple weeks ago um, after mm-hmm. they. Had They'd broken up quite a while ago. They got back together. And to me, it's like, oh, man, they're back at a level um, where I think they were better than they were before. And I'd like to think that yeah. it's the same. The Pixies just like, hey, man, we are going to we're going to take it forward. We're not going to do this as a nostalgia act. We're taking ourselves forward as a band. So Absolutely. I love that. And to me, it means so much as a fan. Right. To be able to just be a part of that collective. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, I definitely want to check them out if I if I get the opportunity to, and I'll definitely check out their new catalog. That's excellent. Well, hey, man, it's been real. We had a lot of fun. Um, top tuners, um, I'm sure there's plenty of folks. If you're listening, obviously, if you're listening to this uh, episode, you are a Pixies fan. So tell us your stories, man. Reach out to us. We're on the socials. We are everywhere. Everywhere you can find us. So um, let's make it easy. You can go to stephaniestalktunes.com to check out everything. Or if you want to go to your social board of choice, you can go to IG, FB, TikTok, Stephanie's Talk Tunes. You can find us on Twitter or X, Stephanie's Talk. Or you can email us. You keep it old school. That's cool. Write us a love letter. Gmail, stephaniestalktunes at gmail.com. But reach out, man. We'd love to hear from you. And, uh, you know, rate us on the good pods. Steph, we're doing pretty good there. We're the number one uh, slot here for music history on the music history charts. We're number one monthly, Stephanie, for the first time ever. And I just noticed that this week. We've made, um, we've topped the chart um, previously in just a weekly basis. But to me, what a celebration. So just gratitude. Yeah. That's yeah. so awesome for monthly for the first time. So please do rate us. It does matter. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you, Top Tuners. It's awesome. And then you can also, you know, feel free to, you know, write a short review, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, do it on Spotify, just rate us and uh, we'll, we'll give you that recognition. You know, we appreciate you guys so much. Thanks for listening. Absolutely. And we're a proud member of the Pantheon Network. So much good stuff over there. Please do listen to our brother and sister podcasts. Uh, we love them. Brand new Metallica podcast. Really good tons of others. Just check them out, check them out, check them out. Happy to be part of that network. Yeah, well, absolutely. I've had a fun time here today, Stephanie. I hope you did too. I did. I did. Well, it's time for me to go. Stephanie Pena, I will see you guys soon. Take care. Stephanie Myers, peace out. See you in two weeks. Talk to you To achieve the American dream, the big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.